Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com/fine. Visit IXL.com/fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com/fine. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. The following podcast contains explicit language. Hey, Jolenta. Hey, Kristen. Would you say I'm thrifty? I would say you're a straight-up cheapo. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's a compliment. I definitely know you get all of your clothes off of, like, eBay. You always have a ton of money in the bank, and your most expensive hobby is probably walking places. I love being thrifty, and I think it's fun to be thrifty. I do not agree with you. But you might after today's episode and some guidance from America's cheapest family. Because I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalenda Greenberg. And this is By the Book. Your life is going down the drain. You're in so much pain, so you need some help. Ooh, yeah, some self-help. By the book. By the book. In each episode of By the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives. Today, our book is America's Cheapest Family Gets You Right on the Money by Steve and Annette Economides. And yes, that's their real last name. Steve and Annette are a conservative Christian couple in Arizona who decided early on in their marriage that they would live on what they earned and not on credit. Steve worked outside the home. Annette was a homemaker, then a mother of five, as well as a homeschool teacher to their children. Over the first 12 years of their marriage, they lived on an average income of $35,000 a year. And during that same time, they paid off their first home, bought a second home twice the size of their first, and bought several cars for cash. In 2003, they began sharing their message of frugality on their website and at their church. And before you know it, they were giving interviews to Good Morning America, Dr. Phil, 2020, People Magazine, Good Housekeeping, and hundreds of other outlets around the world. 
The book followed, featuring their thrifty guidelines as well as their overarching philosophy, which, in short, says that frugality is fun, rewarding, and brings families together. All you have to do is avoid debt, live below your means, and embrace the thrifty lifestyle. Here's how you do it. Step one, budgeting. Fill out the Economides budget worksheet to see how much you spend on everything from your food to your haircuts. Develop and regularly use a budgeting system. Practice saving your money in advance of expenses. Step two, debt and savings. If you do have debt, pay it off as soon as possible. Don't have a credit card. Pay for cars in cash. With the exception of your mortgage, don't take out loans. Make extra mortgage payments so you can cut down on interest costs and pay off your house early. Make sure you have a large financial safety net of at least six months to live on, as well as savings for medical emergencies, home repairs, car repairs, vacations, and so on. And if you're not already doing it, put money in a 401k. Step three, groceries. Study the store circulars, collect coupons, trade coupons with other thrifty friends. Then shop only one day a month to cut down on gas costs as well as opportunities to impulse buy. Stick to your list and never practice brand loyalty. When you get home, plan meals for the whole month, keeping in mind produce life, as items like grapes go bad quickly and items like cabbage can last up to a month. Cook from scratch, freeze what you can. Step four, clothes. Shop for clothes only when you need them and purchase the clothes secondhand. Only buy new clothes in a worst-case scenario and always at a discount. Stick to clothes that are timeless rather than trendy. Step five, utilities. Limit your showers to five minutes, ten minutes at the most. Plug all your electronics into power strips, then shut off the power strips whenever you're not using them. Buy energy-saving appliances secondhand if possible. Step six, entertainment and travel. Look at community calendars for free activities. Check out videos and books from your library. Cut your cable and other entertainment packages. Save restaurants for special occasions and use coupons when you do eat out. Travel using discounts from AAA and don't be afraid to ask friends if you can use their airline points or hotel points. Step seven: Internalize cheap thinking. Stop comparing yourself to others. Avoid shopping malls, advertisements, consumer culture, and materialistic people. Remind yourself of the enormous amount of environmental and consumer waste in America. Be grateful for what you have. Volunteer your time and money because doing so will help others and remind you of how blessed you are. That's what the book says, and so that's what we did for two weeks straight. Kristen, I can only imagine your first week. It was probably like every week of your life because you're cheap. <laughs> but I guess we have to hear about it. So not to be too boastful, but yes, I do indeed already live a pretty thrifty lifestyle. I was raised by my depression era Nana who reused the same tea bag all day. And I continue that tradition to this day, both literally and metaphorically. So Dean and I started out by sitting down and looking at our budget. Certain things we consider fixed, like how much we spend on housing and health insurance and charitable giving, but we also have some areas where we could probably cut back. Here we are talking about that. Okay, babe. So our other miscellaneous expenses are haircuts. Uh huh. So I spend twelve dollars a year for my haircuts. Cause yeah, is there any way you can get your haircut every five years, <laughs> or 
maybe get it cut for less. I could probably buy a pair of scissors for eight dollars. <laughs> you you don't have to buy scissors, honey. We have scissors in the house. Okay, so I mean, but I you know you I get it. Your point is cooking. you don't. Your point is you don't think there's any point in me trying I to just, cut down on my haircut. This budgeting thing seems ridiculous. You walk to work because the subway will cost you two seventy five, and that's too much. You I like exercise too. You're eBay habit, quote, your crazy late night shopping habit. Well, that's the biggest expenditure line for all me. of your clothes. Some of your toiletries averages $40 a month. How much are we spending eating out a week? Like, I mean, I don't always have a group on for where we go. Most of the time. <laughs> we don't go out unless you're spending less than $10 a plate or you've got a group on, which is great. I mean, it's saving us a bunch of money, but I don't know how to save more. Well, we're going to do it. Sure. We're going to do it, honey. We're going to do it. We're just going to cook in more. Yes. We're not just going to cook in more. We're going to follow their grocery budget. We're going to do everything they say to do with our electricity, with our entertainment, Mm -hmm. everything. And so... Of course. And it's going to start now. Yay. (laughs) I'm sorry, Kristen. You spend $12 a year on your hair? Yeah, but that's beside the point. Clearly, the biggest area where we need to spend... Less money is on food. So according to our budgeting paperwork, we usually spend about $250 a week between the two of us on food. That's eating in, that's eating out, that's work lunches, it's cocktails. And the book claims that by doing a whole month of coupon clipping, grocery shopping, and meal planning at once, that we can all cut our bills down by at least half. So I printed out a few hundred coupons from one of those extreme couponing websites and got to clipping. But right away, Dean and I realized the coupons weren't really targeting our eating habits. All right. Oh, look, American cheese. I know. That's like the fifth American cheese coupon I've seen. Cheerios. Reese's Puff Cereal. Who's heard of such a thing? Children. That's breakfast cereal? Oh, God. Did you notice all the breakfast cereals? Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't don't eat cereal. That's not a thing for me. More dog food, more diapers. Wait, do we have to buy the things that are on sale? Do we have to start eating American cheese? I don't want to eat American cheese. I like American cheese. When I was a kid, I used to squish it up into a ball and eat it like that, and it was delicious. All right, so Dean and I don't like American cheese. We don't eat a lot of processed foods. We found most of the coupon choices to be pretty grody. So we abandoned our coupons, headed to the largest cheap grocery store within a mile radius of our house, and when we got there, we signed up for the frequent shopper discount membership plan. Then we studied the store circular to see how we could use our membership to save money. Your total is one twenty-two sixty-five. Oh, okay. Saving of thirty-seven eighty-six. Whoa, thirty-seven eighty-six. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Thanks. You too. Did you hear that? We saved over thirty-seven dollars, honey. I know. Ah. Good job, Kristen. Yeah, that felt pretty good. We were feeling pretty empowered, and so then we soldiered on and we put the other practices from the book into place. I talked with Dean about giving up Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu for two weeks in favor of network TV. And here we are trying that out. This is like another era. Is this the 70s? (laughs) No, honey. It's better than the 70s. What is it? This is the 80s. It's the A-team. Oh, my God. Should we watch it? Absolutely. It's free TV. We're allowed to watch anything that's free entertainment, honey. Well, listen to the music. It's great music. 
Aren't you so glad we're not watching Netflix or Amazon Prime now? I'm very excited. We wouldn't actually have accidental magical moments like this. Oh, my God. Wow, you guys are all in, and Dean seems a little enthusiastic almost. (laughs) Yes, and that's not all. I stopped using my credit card. I stopped late-night eBay shopping. I signed up to be a volunteer at a soup kitchen, and I got my company to match my charitable giving donations for the year. So I was stretching my own money as well as stretching my donated money. Wow, that's incredible. You guys were killing week one. Yeah, but Jolenta, I need to hear about your week one. Ugh, okay. Uh, I hate talking about money. I hate thinking about money, and I hate dealing with money, Kristen. And I'll be upfront. Here's my personal deal. I was raised as the poor kid in a very affluent community. I could never keep up with trends or go on fancy ski trips like all of my peers, and girls would tease me mercilessly about not being able to afford, like, the right hard candy nail polish or Michael Starr's t-shirt. But... My dad worked his ass off. He took a huge risk. He started his own company. It went public. And all of a sudden, when I was 15, we could keep up with our fancy pants neighbors. It's amazing. So basically, your family is the American dream, the Horatio Elger myth. You start poor, you work your way up, you become rich. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's very cool. But here's the thing about the American dream. It's also really confusing. You know, you're brought up thinking what little money you have may not last until tomorrow, and then all of a sudden, you have a bunch of money, but you still spend it like it could evaporate. And to deal with this cognitive dissonance, I just started ignoring money. I don't deal with it. And my husband, Brad, has noticed this habit. When was the last time you looked at, like, you the state of our finances? You told me we save money. You told me we save money. I mean, I'm telling you we don't, but since you never pay attention to our money, you would not know one way well, or the other. Well, don't we have, like, a retirement money? Yeah, we have a retirement fund. Yeah, that's saving. No, that we can get that money when we're sixty-five. Yeah, and then we're saving it for then until, and then we'll have our other money. What about for the now? money that we would need for like next year, or the year after, or like God forbid, some. a child? We have some. How much? A few. I, I have no you idea. don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> and you don't know how much up or down it's gone in the last like. I year. know it's gone down. <laughs> Yet we make more money than we did five years ago. Yeah, but my money, like, ebbs and flows, so that's why it's down right now, because I haven't gotten paid for the some The point stuff. is, what? is that you like to just believe that money will take care of itself. It does. Because someone lets that happen. Are you implying you're that someone? I am right now. <gasps> what does that mean? I'm saying you went from one safety net to another. <laughs> I've always had many jobs. Two people used to take care of your finances, and now one person I like, took, keeps track of them. I, I don't kept say- track of my own finances before we were married, thank you very much. No. I did my own taxes for years before you came along, sir. Yeah, but I would watch the way you'd spend money, and you would never have any. Jolenta, <laughs> I... I... I'm speechless. Like, how do you live like this? This is ridiculous. I told you, I avoid dealing with money at all costs. Oh, my God. You're a grown-up <laughs> woman. Get it together. I know. It's time to change. I get it. So I got all of our bank logins from Brad. What? You don't have your own freaking <laughs> bank logins? Oh, He's just taking let him take over. God. I don't like thinking about money. Uh, so I got our logins and I looked at our spending habits, which is something I haven't done in the two years of our marriage. And I learned some hard truths. Okay. Oh, my God. 
we spend so much money on ordering food and eating out and drinking. It's insane. We spend so much money. We spend so much money. I've never looked at our money and I feel like a monster. I feel like an awful monster. One month we spent $600 on eating out. That's too much. It's literally because we never want to plan our meals or think about food and then we're hungry and then we just spend a ton of money. Oh my God. I had no idea. Oh, come to Jesus. Yeah, I had what Oprah would call an aha moment. <laughs> I love those aha moments because they help lead you to your it's best true. life, right? And as corny as it sounds, going online and adding up our expenses really woke me up. We were spending way more money than we should have. We're basically breaking even every month, and that shouldn't be happening. Like We have some savings. We're not adding to it. That's a problem. So I did what the book says, and I got to budgeting right away. No more shopping to kill boredom and way more planning meals to cook based on sales. Uh, We normally spend around $200 a week on food, and I was determined to get that number down. I found the circular for our local grocery store online, and Brad and I studied it to make our meal plan for the weeks ahead. So I was looking through it. And basically, here's my list of things that are good. That like, So we got peaches, blueberries, raspberries, yellow corn. Great. Oh, there's a deal on romaine hearts. Great. So I was thinking I can make like a big batch of corn salad with corn and like those beans we have in cans. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to eat a lot of like smoothies for lunch next week. And we can get like romaine hearts for you so you can pack salads and stuff for lunch. I have to do this? I'll help you. We can, like, do a bunch of prep tonight. I'll make the bean and corn salad, and we can have that first. We can use that chicken that's going bad. I hate bringing lunch to work. You're, honey, you spend a lot of money on lunch at work. I know, but it's because I like being so... I like getting a chance to leave my desk. Go take a walk. Eat your, you work next to Central Park. Take your fucking salad to the park. Okay. Okay, we'll go back to some salads. I would say maybe on Fridays we both get to buy a lunch or something. But, like, we don't need to do it for five days a week. We don't need to buy lunches. Damn, girl. Look (laughs) at you getting all scoldy with Brad. Mm -hmm. I'm the money taskmaster now. And you didn't even know what a circular was before, I bet. I did know, but then I forgot. (laughs) And then I remembered. (laughs) You're very funny. But moving on, sorting through expenses is one thing, but living the cheap lifestyle is another. And week one got hard. First, I had to return a dress that I had bought weeks before. And What's hard about that? Well, normally, I would just stay at the store after I return it and pick something else out and buy something else new just for fun. Mm-hmm. But instead, I had to just leave. And that sucked. <laughs> And then later, later in week one, a friend asked me out for drinks and I had to tell her no because I hadn't budgeted for extra drinks and America's cheapest family was killing my social life. Those economides making you economize it. Yeah. Get it? That was horrible. Yes. That was disgusting. I did it. I did it. So did the economides turn you off so much that you quit the book like you have in the past? I'm talking to you, memory book. Yeah, that does sound like something I would do, but... You're going to have to wait until week two to find out if I give up or not. All right. All right. We'll wait until then.
Do you ever find yourself wading through your newsfeed on Facebook or Twitter, wishing you could just call someone up and ask, what do I really need to pay attention to here? Well, what if you could? I'm Mary Harris, the host of What Next, Slate's new daily news podcast. And every weekday morning, I'm going to be on call for you, taking you inside one story, going deep behind the headlines. What Next is news you're not going to get just scrolling through your phone. To listen, subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. So how was your week two of living by America's cheapest family, Kristen? Well, by week two, I must confess, the menus I'd planned had gotten pretty boring. And maybe that's my fault because maybe I just don't know enough recipes. But I also missed eating out. I missed having spur-of-the-moment variety. Yeah, it's boring to eat stockpiled food. Yeah. And the novelty of network TV was completely over by week two. Plus, I missed my late-night eBay shopping. Ugh, I love my late-night eBay shopping, adding things to the cart, taking things out of the cart, putting other things in the cart. As Dean said earlier, I spend about $40 a month on this habit, and I just love that habit. Oh, it's such a good habit. I have the same habit, but I use real stores. But I'm not like you. I'm a responsible online shopper, Jolenta. I shop secondhand. Everything I buy costs $8. And as the week wore on, I was getting more and more unhappy living the cheapest family way, especially when my stockpile of produce started going bad. Uh Uh-huh. Does this kale look slimy? Yes. But, um... So you had to live without produce for the rest of week two? No, I, I actually talked Dean into urban foraging with me for mulberries. Where are there mulberries in Brooklyn, we, Kristen? We picked them from our neighbor's front yard. Okay, that's probably just stealing, not urban foraging. I need my produce, Jolenta. You know, that's like 80% of what I eat is produce. I was getting desperate. And then by the end of week two, I full on broke down. I needed some fun. So I talked Dean into going on a super expensive date. We ate out. We went to a movie. We spent over $70. But it didn't stop there. Whoa, you're down bad, honey. It's delicious. I have an idea. Okay, what's your plan? Let's go on a frozen drink. Bender. Or no, not Bender. Tour. A tour of Prospect Heights frozen slushy machines. Yes. Oh, I remember that night. That was the night you and Dean drunk dialed me and Brad and tried to convince us to join you out and spend a ton of money. Drunk dialing implies that there was no intent. We actually did want to see you guys and we wanted you to party with us. And it was a sunny day and we were sitting outside drinking. And frankly, 
I needed some fun, and I thought you would probably need some fun, too, by the end of week two. Mm, I was having an amazing time on my own being cheap. Thank you very much. Oh, really? Well, that's a good segue. Tell us all about your cheap week, too, and if you were able to actually stick to the book. I didn't quit, Kristen, because I'm not like you this week. (laughs) (laughs) Burn. Yeah. And you know that friend who invited me out for drinks and I had to decline? Well, I countered her offer with an invitation to dinner at my house, and we had a lovely time eating for cheap and sipping some wine someone had given us as a gift. Oh, that sounds so civilized. Yeah, we had a blast, and we basically spent no money. And after that dinner, my friend texted me and said, thanks again for making dinner and for such a great evening. I never get messages like that after a night of just going out with my girls. Like, it felt kind of nice and special. I would have sent you that kind of text after slushy night. You would have been too drunk, Kristen. (laughs) But you were enjoying your week, too, it sounds like. Oh, totally. I was really liking week two. I was especially liking my free activities. I was going on a lot more walks. I was taking my dog to the local dog run every day. And I was very much enjoying borrowing my parents' streaming TV account. No, Jolenta! You can't be borrowing. We're supposed to be living the Economides lifestyle. The Economides say to ask your friends for what you need and see what you can borrow. So I asked my friend, my dad, for his cable password, and he said I could borrow it indefinitely. Mm, I don't know about that one. I think it fully counts. But if you don't think that counts as a free activity, how about this activity? Taking free stuff off the street. I'm walking home from the dog park, and I'm stopped on the sidewalk. Because on this person's stoop is a sign that says, free tomato plants, take one. And there are two little tomato plants in two little bowls. And since I'm living my cheap life, I'm going to take this free little tomato plant, give it a good home. Hi, little guy. Oh, so cute. Oh, my gosh. My neighborhood is so cute. Ah, I love this. I love this. Look at that. You were just telling me I was stealing those berries in my neighborhood, but you're taking plants. The sign said free take one. Okay, so you can rationalize all you want to, but my question is, was all your stealing helping you to save money? At the end of this two weeks, living the economy at way, were you actually flush with cash? Well, at the end of week two, Brad and I did some math. Here it is. But how much did you spend? $70. Okay. This week on food, we will have spent around $130. Normally, we spend $180. That's for groceries and food. And the food meal, de- the meal delivery service. So. But that's good. We cut down 50 bucks just by me being like aware of it for the first time, let alone if I like actually get good at this. So we're not miracle workers, but that's a pretty solid start, I think. Oh, I totally agree. That's enough to get me a haircut and an eBay shopping month. Yeah, there we go. I can get a Kristen haircut now. (laughs) Living the dream. (laughs) Now, while I am desperate to just keep going and give you my verdict right now, first, I want to remind our listeners that we want to hear from you. Have you lived by this book? Are you a member of America's Cheapest Family? Where should I invest my money? Do you reuse your tea bags over and over and over again every day like I do? Share your story by emailing us at buythebook at panoply.fm. Or leave us a voicemail at 505-510-BOOK.
Okay, Kristen, let's get down to business. Did America's Cheapest Family Gets You Right on the Money actually work? Would we recommend it? So I'd say there's a lot of good in this book. So much of it aligns with what Dean and I already do in our day-to-day lives. We already save water by taking five-minute showers. We already eat a lot of leftovers. We go to museums on the free days. We do all that stuff. And I love the book's emphasis on being grateful for what we have, being charitable, and not comparing ourselves to others. You know that AA saying, don't compare your insides to other people's outsides? The book totally nails that way of thinking, and I commend it for that. Totally agree. But the book also has some problems, especially the whole grocery shopping and menu planning part. Yes, they saved us money, but they also took away a lot of the spontaneity and fun from our lives. Dean and I usually shop for groceries several times a week. We'll buy what's seasonal and what we're in the mood for. And yeah, maybe it costs more, but it's what makes us happy. And you know what? Maybe it doesn't actually cost us that much more because at least when we're buying when we feel like it on a regular basis, our food doesn't go rotten. Also, can we talk for a moment about how some of their choices aren't even smart? What do you mean? So, for example, they don't want us to use credit cards, but what if our credit cards earn us airline miles and we pay them off at the end of every month? You'd think they'd be in favor of that because then you're getting free airline miles, but instead they suggest we use our friends' airline miles and hotel points and so on. So that's just leeching off of other people when we could be earning that ourselves with our own credit cards. True. That makes sense. Finally, we haven't really mentioned it much here, but I think their religious views and specifically the 1950s gender roles they subscribe to might not jive very well with me and probably with some other readers out there, too. You mean their emphasis on homemaking and how a woman's place is in the home? You know, you shouldn't have a job. You should just homeschool your kids. I mean, they're not telling everyone else to do that, but they make it very clear that that's their priorities. And they mention church a lot throughout the book. I mean, dressing modestly. Oh, yes, they do mention dressing modestly. That's one of the benefits of buying secondhand clothes. You won't fall prey to the slutty fashions that are out now. Mm. I just don't think that's going to jive with everyone. At times, it really rubbed me the wrong way, although it also kind of rubbed me the right way because I also love 19 Kids and Counting and weird conservative Christian extreme family television like that in a Mm -hmm, way. mm -hmm. I feel kind of dirty revealing that secret. No, it's not dirty. I kind of love that stuff, too. So it was weird because it kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but it also sort of scratched an itch Mm -hmm, of mine. mm -hmm. I know exactly what you mean. Anywho, I would say my verdict for the book is follow most of their money savings tips if you aren't already frugal. Definitely internalize their mindset about being grateful for what you have, being charitable, not comparing yourself. That's the best stuff in the book for me. Let's skip the crazy stuff, like their suggestion of only going grocery shopping once a month and not using a credit card. I just don't think that stuff makes any sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I follow. How about you, Jolenta? What's your verdict? Uh, I love this book. Whoa, really? I am in love with this book. I wow. love it. Okay. I love it because it's it's a twofold love. I love it because it gives great tips about money. I love their mindset stuff. And I love that a lot of their tips are also very eco-friendly about like electricity and water. Like, I love it. I also love this book because it reads like a trashy reality show. Oh, it does. Yeah, It is like if a financial advisor and the TV show Sister Wives had a baby and like I'm very on board for that baby. <laughs> and that baby is a self-help book. Yes. 
Yes, they are extreme and crazy, but it's so entertaining and their tips are so good. Like, it doesn't matter. And also, they know they're extreme. They mention it all the time, Kristen. I feel like you take them more seriously than, like, they want to be taken seriously. Even in their book, they break down at the end of each chapter, like, the how-to tips, and they break it down for different levels of commitment. Yeah, you know, they say They say, like, if you're just dipping your toe into the water of savings— only plan your dinners for one week and do the grocery shopping for that week. They say you don't have to be crazy like us and do it all in a month. Like, start with dinner. Maybe work your way up to lunch. You know, they break it down for non-crazy thrifty people in really digestible ways. And they also have the appeal of being, like, kind of, uh, like, fun to watch. I was going to say freak show, but that's not. <laughs> that is not appropriate at all for this context. They're just so extreme. It's so fun to read about them. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah. I I, I could not put the book down when I read it. It's such a fun read. Like, and I, I mean, obviously I learned a ton. I never think about money. I'm way more aware. I'm tracking my spending. I'm thinking about our meals. Like, it truly changed my life. And I, like, can't wait to give this book to a friend and be like, these people are amazing. Oh, my God. I'm so proud like, I'm of so you. I'm so on board with this book. Like, Yay. full recommendation. Oh, Jolenta. You're a grown-up money woman I'm now. I'm a grown-up now. Yay. Plus, my husband's really happy I, like, know our bank logins. <laughs> hey. And that's it for this episode of Buy the Book. Our producer is the amazingly frugal Camerinders who only eats peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every meal of every day. Our managing producer is Mia Lobel. Thanks also to our composer, Nate Wida, and to Andy Bowers at Panoply. And please stay in touch with us. Let us know if you've lived by America's Cheapest Family. How did it work for you? Did it not work? Do you have any money-saving tips you want us to know about? Send us questions or suggestions for future books. Just talk to us all the time. We love hearing from you. Our email address is panoply.fm. You can also tweet us at Jolenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, or at buythebookpod. And don't forget, you can call us and leave us a voicemail at 505-510-BOOK. Did you know we have a Facebook page now? <gasps> I did know. Get on that Facebook page, Like folks. us. Talk to us. Do the whole thing. stuff. Do everything. Yeah. Until next time, you guys, I'm Jalenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm Jalenta Greenberg. And I'm Christy I was going to say thrifty Christy, but like that's no, like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not. Just why can't shut up I just say, say your goddamn name? <laughs> I just <laughs> talk about being thrifty again. I'm thrifty, I'm Christy. So thrifty. Yeah. This is BVK for Ocean City Tourism, OCMD streaming audio on March 11th, 2024. The title of the spot is STSA Leisure Summer. This is a 30 second composite stereo streaming audio mix. Get away with friends to the laid-back Maryland coast, where you can catch up while casting off and hang 10 while hanging out, where a day on board is never boring and full throttle is half the fun, where you can sink a putt, raise a glass, and there's always room for one more round. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. 
Book your trip at oceocean.com.